Tired of ads crashing your comedy podcast party? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash comedy ad free. That's amazon.com slash comedy ad free. And catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Warning, this podcast contains paranormal, conspiracy, and true crime cases. The nature of these cases may be gory, unsettling, or vulgar. Please be advised. Yo, 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 and welcome back to Creeps and Crimes Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Morgan, and this is episode... Episode 42. It's been so long, guys. It's been a minute. It's been so long since we have recorded an episode, so I kind of forgot. No way. It's been like two weeks? One week? Two weeks. It feels like eternity. Yeah, it's literally been two weeks. We have so Is this the longest that we've ever gone? I think so. Oh my god. I think so. So I wonder. I missed it. Well, let's start right here. Taylor, tell us about your honeymoon. Okay, guys. My honeymoon was amazing. We went to the Grand St. Lucia um, Sandals Resort in St. Lucia, and it it was so awesome. It was all-inclusive, so we ate and we drank our little hearts out, and I'm definitely still feeling that right now. That's why only thing I'm having is water and a few drops of CBD. (laughs) Just a few on the tummy. Yeah, just on the tum-tum. And... um, we had a great time. We made some awesome friends. So shout out to all of our friends that we made there. We have Nina. Yeah, I saw And that. Kenneth so and fun. MB and Alex and Melissa. I know you Keith. hyped up the podcast. Oh, we did. They all subscribe now. So that's why I'm saying hi. <laughs> hi, everybody. Hey, hey guys. It's, it's nice for you to hear my voice. Yeah, this is Morgan <laughs> that I talked about. I was I was like explaining because I would always be like, oh, me and my best friend. And then me and my best friend did this. And then me and my best friend did this. And they're like... Okay, wait, so is your best friend the one that you do the podcast with? I'm like, when I say best friend, I have a group of five girls <laughs> that I consider to be my best friends. And I was like, you don't know if I'm ever talking about Noodle, McKenna, Nikki, Morgan. I was like, you'll never know. Like, yeah. <laughs> you'll never know. You'll never know. The surprise. So what have you been doing forever? So what have I been doing forever? Let's see. Erin uh, made me go golfing okay. this past weekend. She looked really cute, at least. Um, oh, my God. I made him do a TikTok, guys. You guys know the one from it's Family amazing. Guy that's like, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? <laughs> anyway, I made him do that, and he wanted to kick my ass because he couldn't get the timing right. So I was like, no, 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 one more time. And then it ended up being like 17 more times in my fashion. Like he that's just how kill I you. Roll. Yeah, he wanted to kill me. <laughs> And I don't actually golf. Like, I do, but I just like to drive it, and then Aaron drives the golf cart over, and I swipe up the ball, and then I throw it on the putting range, and then I putt it in. (laughs) Yeah, and you're like, that's all I needed. Yeah, that's all. I don't know how to chip or anything. I don't even know if I'm using these terms right, but yeah. And then me and my friend Kelly, we went to Fat Tuesdays on Saturday. If you guys are in the Knoxville area, we now have a Fat Tuesdays, so um, check it out. I haven't been yet. I can't wait to go. Yes, it's... It's 
pricey. <laughs> I want to go this weekend really bad. It's pricey, but it's good. No, it was it was good because I like frozen stuff. I'm um, always I'm a bitch for a slushie. You know yeah. me. I don't bitch know if I'll be able to do it. Yeah, because you know I can't hard. ever get frozen drinks down. I we never split can. one. We got a large and then we split it. Yeah, so you could always do that. Yeah, that's probably and it's a little bit do. cheaper. Me but. and Nikki. I told her, I was like, I re- we have got to go. Like, I've yeah. got to go experience it. Yeah. So, anyway, that's pretty much it for my weekend. I'm sure I did other things while you were gone, but I don't remember Didn't off remember. the top of my head. I had something I wanted to say. Oh, guys, this is the first real-time episode that we will have for the, that we've had in two weeks. Three, and I think. Three weeks. Since the beginning of the month. Yeah, and then this episode... Or no, the two after this will not be real time. So this is the first and last for a second real time episode. Yeah. So August. hi. <laughs> Hello, everyone. We're going to be banging these out. One, two, three. Yep. Hopefully. Three days in a row. We'll see. <laughs> no, we have got to. We have no choice because she leaves. Right. You leave. Yeah, I leave. Yeah. And then twice. we can't record. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that. So. Uh, hard times. Hard times in the city. It'll be worth it. Oh, uh, we've had a few. We've I've noticed that we've had a lot of new followers on our Instagram, yeah. and then also I think we've gotten a few more subscribers. So thanks to everybody yeah, that's subscribing like and downloading our episodes. And did you see that we are getting downloads from Facebook? Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, I wonder if that's since. Oh, we have a Facebook page. Go oh, like yeah. it. Go like it's our Facebook Crimes page. Podcast, and don't forget our website. Oh yeah, go so check jokes. it out. Leave us a note and tell us that you stopped by, even if you don't have a creepy cr- account or um, a submission for a story. But just, I mean, a suggestion. So <laughs> yeah. let let us know. I don't want to toot our own horn or jinx us, but we're almost at fifteen thousand downloads. Oh and my it feels God. like yesterday that we were like ten thousand downloads. Yeah, beating on our chest like eight. When was that? champagne bottles. We went crazy. <laughs> we were like photo shoot, bitches. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't even believe we're almost at fifteen thousand. I know. I've, it's crazy. Are we supposed to put that like in our? Our bios on things. Are we supposed to have another photo shoot? I think we're every supposed to have another photo shoot. Or is it every 10,000 we'll do a photo shoot? <sighs> Maybe we should wait till 20 because I feel like that would hit right at the beginning of our... No, it won't be at the beginning of season Well, you're jinxing us, so don't even say what you're saying. Knock on wood, everybody. Knock on wood. <sighs> okay, um, guys, my episode for today... <sighs> uh, or not my episode. My story for today is... Um, I just literally... Before we even go into Morgan's, um, <laughs> I need to give like a major trigger warning for it. But I want you to know that I have done so much research and I've even practiced my uh, delivery multiple times. What? So hopefully I can get it right this time. Not our A game. Yeah, A game today, which is. And my story for today is insane. So. Oh, God. Um, Taylor told me when I walked in that we need to monitor our. Oh, what did you refer to it? FPEs. Our FPEs. I said, what the frick is that? And she said, it's our fucks per episode. (laughs) You already used one of yours. No, I didn't. This is the intro. I'm just telling them. I'm explaining it. That doesn't count, guys. She has limited me to five F words, and none of them are allowed to be in the intro. Those are my rules now. Yeah, those are the rules now. So Th- that's let me better go for you guys. Through my notes and take out my F words because there's I probably also have some thirty of, of them in there. Well, you need them but sometimes. Listen, and that reflection. one doesn't count because okay, I was explaining fine. the rules. Count. Now right. they know. 
Okay, you were just using it as an education. That's right. Educational moment. That's for everybody. right. Uh, do I have anything else? I feel like I had something else I wanted to talk about. But while you're thinking, follow us on Instagram, Crips and Crimes Podcast. Sound more enthusiastic <laughs> about it, so they'll actually go follow us. All right, guys, you guys know. Just follow us. On no, the they thing. don't know. Hi, new listeners. Uh, we all know you're new here, so I'm going to give you the we're intro that you deserve. around right now. <laughs> guys, the in- I mean, the... God... What is it called? Are we okay? <laughs> yeah, we're okay. We're, we're just, good. We're tired. Yeah. All right. It's our first time back in a minute. Go follow us on Instagram at Creeps and Crimes Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Creeps underscore Crimes. You can hit us up on TikTok, even though it's been a hot second. Uh, we're going to start bringing that back after July. Yeah. Maybe even in season two, we'll just say, because these next few months are going to be we crazy. We can just delete it and try again in season two. No, we're not going to try again. We'll leave the other ones up. We yeah. have enough views on them. And uh, I already said TikTok. Okay, Facebook uh, page is Creeps and Crimes Podcast. And then my personal is Taylor J with an A. And mine is morgue.m, double the G. Double and the G. you can also follow Ollie's World. Yes. I'm yes. going to use that as a promotion right here. That is my dog's Instagram account. They know who Ollie is. And if you don't, you're a fake fan. Anyway, guys, please <laughs> follow it because I'm going to have a famous dog page. You have to. It'll and happen. you can promote Creeps and Crimes on the dog page. It'll happen. Oh, you didn't see his post? He said, I'm not free pub- publicity, bitches. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> what a turd. Yeah, anyway, it's me that's running it. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Are you telling me that his paws can't type the captions? <laughs> that is what I'm telling you, but don't let him know that. Okay, all right, got it. All right, we should start. Yeah, we should. Wait, is there anything that we missed? Oh, rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. It would allow you to do that. And also, make sure you're hitting like the bring it down from the cloud part because we want you guys to not only just listen, but when you're listening, give back to us at the same time. So we're not asking for much, just you to click that little download button. Unless we'll be asking for more Unless you don't have iCloud storage, then you can pay 99 cents to get 100 more. So <laughs> try me. I'll demo you. And then... Uh, no, she no, won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, if you have a creepy account, which we have two in our pipeline right now and they're so good and you want to hear them i promise you do so if you have one if your mom has one if your cousin has one if your neighbor has one send it in please pronto right now um and i think we're gonna kick it off you ready to hit them with that intro be happy Okay, yeah, I am. If you guys are driving, throw that shit on cruise control. If you got a glass, pour that shit up. And let's get creepy. Okay, before Morgan tells us her story, I have to tell you something, Morgan, and I wanted to tell everybody about it because it's so crazy to me. Okay. Lola got in a wreck on the interstate. On. (laughs) Okay. What the fuck? Okay, so I'm assuming she's fine, right? Yeah, she's okay. Oh my god, she's fine. Um, All right, and okay, so it's her first wreck, y'all. She's 16, and she there's a lot of um, construction on the interstate that we have to take from our river house to our like uh, into town. So she was like having to go. She was going to go work out at the gym in town. And she was getting off the interstate, I mean, getting onto the interstate, and there's a bunch of, like, barricades out because they're expanding all the lanes. Yeah. You remember. You were there. Yeah. And um, it doesn't, like, give you room to, like, slightly merge. It's, like, a stop before you go on. So you have to literally go zero to fucking 70. Oh, 
And um, that's one. That is one. So uh, she took off and this woman sped up behind her instead of slowing down. And so they literally were between a semi truck in the left lane and the girl was in the right lane that she hit. And they and she on her right was the barricade. So it was like the three of them sharing two lanes and she gets over and pulls over. It scrapes out the side of her car. She's crying. She's freaking out. She gets to the exit and um, this woman comes up to her door and she like rolls down her window and she's like petting Lola's back and she's like, okay, you're okay. Nobody's hurt. Everybody's okay. Let's just calm down. Let's call your parents. Like I remember my first wreck, like it was really bad, but just calm down. Let's call your parents. There's minimal damage to the car and everything's going to be okay. Lola calls mom and dad. She finally calms down and the lady says, okay, well, I've got to go to work now. So I'm going to leave you. Lola's mind you like on the side of the interstate before an exit. Okay. And Lola's like, okay, thank you. And the lady leaves. So my parents get there. Or she calls my parents and she's like, hey, the lady said that she was going to leave to go to work because there was minimal damage. But I still want to wait here for you because, you know, she's like the lady from the car was leaving. So um, my parents get there and the woman was still there. So they go up to this car and, you know, they're like, hey, are you okay? Like, uh, thank you for going over there. And... um my dad's at Lola, or they both go to Lola first, and Lola's like, there's two women in the car. It's a younger woman and an older woman. Uh, so my parents go over to the car with the lady, and they're like, you know, thank you, you know, I'm so sorry, are you okay? Like, we, we have insurance, like, what, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, there's only one woman in the car with her dog. And they're like, did you have someone else in the car? My daughter said you had two people in the car. She didn't have two people in the car. So she was like, well, did another car pull over? And like, the lady didn't see another car that pulled over. And Lola has no idea where this woman came from on the side of the interstate. Why? And just like pet her back and calmed her down before she called my parents, like right after her accident. Yeah. So I don't know if it was just a random awesome lady who happened to notice that she was a 16 year old and pulled over to check on them. But, I, you know, if someone gets in a minor wreck on the interstate, I'm not going to, I can't pull over on the interstate yeah. unless you're like in it and it was bad or it was bad enough, you know? Yeah. It was not a bad accident at all. And um, we don't know if she just pulled over or if she was really even there or she was That's just like a guardian so angel. Creepy. And what's really crazy not creepy, is like- my Lola told my mom. So when my mom got there, Lola was like blasting Christian music. And Lola, she was like, Lola, turn that down. This isn't the time. Like, we're on the side of the road. And she's like, no, it's been playing the whole time. She was like, normally when I get in the car to go to the gym, I play my pre-gym car jams. Um, but she was like that morning, like I just felt called to listen to Christian music on my drive. Oh my God. Yeah. How weird. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Crazy, right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was a guardian angel for I know, sure. Right? And she like, I don't remember how she described the lady to look, but like, it was crazy. I mean, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. Wow. And by the way, guys, we're not laughing at the fact that Lily got it right. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm so, yeah, no, I was laughing because Taylor's like, I have something really crazy to tell you and I want to tell everyone. Lola got into an accident <laughs> and, and just stares at me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and? It was just funny how she said it. Yeah, Lola, we're glad you're okay. We love oh, you. Love you, Lo. Uh Anyways. That's insane. Yeah, so really makes uh, you think. let's get started. What do you have for okay. us today? <laughs> what do I have for you? Um, without kicking my ass, 
because oh you God, will. I'm terrified. No, you will kick my ass for talking about this. But um, it's a good mix of like hilarious, but also maybe making you question like, okay, well, like what if it was real kind of thing? You know, oh my um, God. Like, it's a conspiracy theory, guys. And about 12 million Americans voted on a poll that they think that this conspiracy is true. So today I'm talking about a group of people. I guess you could call them people that control the earth, have plans for world domination, and have infiltrated themselves into our highest level of government. And that, people, <laughs> is the definition of lizard people. Oh Reptilians, my God. reptoids, draconians, all of the above, whatever you want to call them. So um, before we begin, I'm sharing this conspiracy um, because it is a conspiracy. I'm not saying that I believe in this. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. My sources for today are wikipedia.org, vox.com, theatlantic.com, youtube.com, reddit.com, cnn.com, insider.com, and a website I came across called reptoids.com, which <laughs> I probably got a virus from, but it's cool. It's, it's all for the pod. So all tomorrow pod. on my Instagram, I'll probably be selling Ray-Bans for $24.99. Anyway, first I want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> the three most common types of lizard people, according to Reptoids.com. Um, the first one is Reptoids, which is short for Reptilian Humanoids. Reptoids can be small or some tall motherfuckers. There's my F word. One. Ranging from five and a half feet to nine feet in height. And they were relatively ripped, like ripped guys they're jacked they're jacked they're tearing I'm it up at the YMCA. Ripped tonight <laughs> yeah um they have lean firm bodies with powerful arms and legs uh their aim their aims their arms are long and they have three fingers instead of four with a thumb their feet also have three toes and a fourth toe protruding backwards and they have claws but they're short and they're blunt Okay. How do you know this? <laughs> Their skin is scaly greenish brown color and they have wide lipless mouths with canine teeth. Their eyes are either large and black with slits like a snake or they're white with an almost flame look colored slit. That's the reptoids. The okay. second type is the Draco, and they are even taller mother effers. I don't want to use that one yet. <laughs> okay. And they stand 7 to 12 feet tall. And this type of species is reported to be like the royal elitist of the reptoid hi hierarchy. 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 Sorry, Marley. Hierarchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're the highs of the hierarchy. <laughs> Anyway, they have wings, which the other two don't. Um, they have wings that almost look like a superhero cape. And they oh. also have horns protruding from their forehead. They have a much more athletic build, so they're even ripped. -er. Oh, they're even more ripped? They're even more ripped. But besides those few differences, they do resemble the original reptoids when it comes to like skin color, body description, eyes, etc. The third type is the reptilian gray crossbreed. So... If you guys have ever seen the movie The Land of the Lost with Will Ferrell, great movie, 10 out of 10. If you haven't, go watch it. Picture those lizard people. Like, that's, like, what these gray crossbreeds resemble. Um, but they're much smaller than the first two types of reptoids. They average four to five feet in height. They have large heads, large all-black eyes. They have no ears, small torsos, small arms, and even smaller legs. They are a grayish color, but people believe they are a crossbreed of a reptoid and a different gray alien species. 
So what makes this all a conspiracy is that the descriptions and the ideas of each different type of reptoid truly just stems from like fantasy and science fiction and ufology. Like there really is nothing backing this up. Anyway, (laughs) um, all of which are just classified as fiction. Like it's just fake. Anyway, the idea that this species has infiltrated our planet by shape shifting into human beings stems from one British conspiracy theorist named David Icke, or Icke, I C K E. In 1999, he published his work titled The Biggest Secret. Very drawing, if you ask me. Right. Let me in on the secret. In summary, um, this publication is about tall, blood-drinking, shape-shifting reptilian humanoids that are from the Alpha Draconi star system. Mm. And they're currently hiding in underground bases and are the force behind a worldwide conspiracy against humanity. So in this theory, the Earth is essentially like a honeycomb. It has tunnels spread through outs underneath the ground. I don't know how to describe it. And these tunnels are where these reptilians reside. So I was kind of thinking, I just wanted to throw this in there. I mean, this isn't relevant to today, but this really ties into like the National Park missing for one conspiracy, because I know that if you guys know about that conspiracy, you have seen where the majority of people go missing from match up with like a cavern tunnel map of the United States. Yeah. Well, the theory is that reptilians are, in fact, meat eaters. And when you enter their territory on purpose or by mistake, you're going to get eaten. So, sidetrack. That's a conspiracy for another day. But, hmm. It might coincide. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Patreon. Um, (laughs) Anyway, this David guy, he claimed that most of the world's ancient and modern leaders are related to these reptilians or actually are these reptilians. This includes the Bush family, the Clinton family, the British royal family, and the Rothschilds, and so many others. David Icke also believes that they are behind the secret societies like the Freemasons and the Illuminati. Ooh. So I want to briefly discuss the Alpha Draconius star system. I don't know if I'm saying that right either. I'm not really good with constellations or whatever, but that's basically what it is. Um, the Alpha Draconis is a binary star system in the northern constellation of Draco. So it was historically known as the North Pole Star for centuries, as it's the brightest star in the night sky in the northern hemisphere. So as the story goes, thousands of years ago, reptilian beings from the Alpha Draconis constellation system intervened on planet Earth and they began interbreeding with humans. Ooh. But not physically. So it was done through the manipulation of human coding, a.k.a. DNA. So what I'm assuming that means is that they took our DNA and put it in them, in them bread. Like, they weren't out here, like, having sex Sex with with us. They were just, like, extracting DNA. Kind of like in vitro. Yeah, like, they're just, like, coding whatever that's called. Genetics. Yeah, it's kind of like in vitro. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how they got here. I think that's the same thing. So how can you tell if a human is actually a lizard person? Tell us, Morgan. Well, it's so easy. According to Mr. David Ick, he actually took the liberty to give us a checklist to find out if your BFF or neighbor is actually a reptilian. So he made it real easy for us. Thank you, Davey, because I was seriously worried that maybe Taylor wasn't human or maybe Nikki, you're just not human. So do you guys have anything to confess before I go through the list? I am not human. You are, in fact, a lizard. I am. Nikki? 
She likes to eat cockroaches. I watched her do it the other day. So she is, in fact, a reptilian as well. Okay. In fact, just fucking gross. So, also fun fact, I am also not human. So Okay, good. Well, we knew. We're here, guys. And this really sounds like something a lizard person would say. Well, that's because it is. Because I am a freaking lizard. Anyway, this is the checklist. So let me run through it. Number one, they have low blood pressure. Anyone? No. I have regular blood pressure. Blood pressure. She, hers is good, too. Okay. Number two, they have sharp eyesight or hearing. So, like, 20... 20- <laughs> no. I think I might be the closest in that category. Yes. Number three is ESP or extrasensory perception, which is, like, kind of being, like... I don't know how to explain it, but, like, I think you can, like... It's more of, like, psychic-y, I guess, Taylor. Um, <laughs> number four is the love of space or science. That's you. Yes, and number five is they have true red or reddish hair. Oh my god! Anyone? <laughs> anyone me. got red hair? Anyone? Nikki, what's your what's your hair color? It's, it, it could be red. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, number six is that they have UFO connections. Number seven is that they have a predominance of green or hazel eyes that are capable of changing colors. <gasps> like if a green changes to a blue sometimes, or you have a hazel that comes out as brown. <gasps> That's Nikki. Put a finger down if you have piercing eyes. That's number eight. I think that needs to be our next. So you TikTok. guys know those. You guys know those thing or those people though that like you're like you can't stop staring at their eyes. Like that's piercing eyes. Um, number yeah. nine is unexplained scars on body. You are not sure how you got them. Um, number ten is the c- capability to disrupt electrical systems like appliances or videos. So like if you glitch in videos, like have you guys ever taken a video and you're like that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Or seen orbs and stuff. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Number 11 is the deep compassion for fate of mankind, but also having a sense of not belonging to the human race. So they care for us, but like they're like, I don't belong here, but like I'm obsessed with these people. And number 12 is psychic abilities. If you know of anyone that fits that checklist, then you too are entitled to compensation. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but that person ain't fucking human. I hate to break it to you. No, they're not human. Um, yeah. So if you guys haven't seen them, a quick YouTube. Okay, wait. First, let me. That's how you know if someone's a lizard person. We okay. got that. We're all cool with that, right? Go check out our TikTok to stitch it. Yeah. Yeah. What TikTok? The one that you were gonna make after this. Probably not. Maybe. <laughs> um. If you haven't seen them yet, a quick YouTube search of lizard people will show that some of your very favorite artists, actors, and politicians glitching on camera. So that brings in our number 10, the capability to disrupt electrical systems. Um, And this is one of the main reasons people believe in what David Icke has to say. Just a couple of years ago, I know you remember this, Taylor, because we sat on our couch and we watched the YouTube video over and over I know exactly and over again. About. An interview with our beloved Miley Cyrus went viral when she was caught on camera legit glitching and changing her eyes. Yes. Barbara Walters did an ABC News interview with Miley in 2013. And in the video, it looks like Miley's eyes glitched into like, snake-like eyes during one of her blinks so it was like real quick you really had to catch it and it blew up and it it blew up it blew up and it was confirmed by conspiracy theorists that miley cyrus is in fact a lizard oh my god fact that would check. make sense as to why she's like been in our life since we were little mm-hmm. craziness infiltrating our brains right so now i spent about an hour watching the barbara walters video at 0.25 speed so oh do you guys know how they talk like that nah. they're like when i was hannah Mon- 
Montana. It was like that. It really <laughs> took me a long time. It was an eight minute video that was really like an hour. And I hate to debunk something that I'm talking about, but the original video posted by ABC News, I did not see any eye glitch. No. I know. I know. But now who's to say that it wasn't there originally? Right. And ABC went back and edited their own video after people caught on to it. But the videos that do have her with the eye glitch, because there are a few out there, um, it just looks so unedited that I really think it might have been there in the first place. Like, that would be such a hard freaking edit. It's a blink. That's like right. a, a second. It's literally a split second. And it just looks like they're like, are moving in and moving out. I don't know. So... Just take maybe, a quick Google. Maybe ABC is covering their tracks. I don't know. But just so I don't ruin my own topic, I'm going to go with that the public spotted the eye glitch and then they went back and edited the original video to not have it. Right. Um, our next reptilian I'm going to talk about is Mark freaking Zuckerberg. You cannot argue with me that this man is a human. Like, there is no way he's not a human. Yeah, I'm no sorry. No, he like <laughs> you're correct. Over the years, if you look at the pictures, he just gets lizard, more lizard, and more lizard. Like it's freaking taking over his soul. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and fact check that while you keep reading. Fact check me. Right, um. Bye. Anyway, there's just something like really unnatural about him. So while he did answer the question publicly because it blew up that everyone's like this dude is not a human. Like he is a lizard. He's got to be a lizard, or he's got to be a robot, or something. He said in an interview, or quotations, is it true that I am in fact a lizard? Ha, I'm going to have to go with no on that. Sounds like something a lizard person would say. I literally typed in Mark Zuckerberg and it literally pulled first one, lizard king. Okay. That's what I'm telling you. Um, So yeah, he was like, no, I'm going to have to go with a no on that, which really sounds like something a lizard person would say to me. But then there's a video of him at like a professional seminar. Actually, I don't think it was professional seminar. I think he was in like a court. I think he was in court or something. Anyway, and this dude, he has a glass of water up to his mouth and he's licking it like a like a quick tongue lick, like a freaking, I don't know. Like a like dog a, or like a... Lizard. No, like a... Like a lizard. Like a lizard would. Who doesn't just drink the gla- glass of water normally? And in the video, he's like looking around like left and right. Like, did anyone just see me? Well, newsflash, dude. You have cameras literally straight on top of your face. Like you're famous. You're the CEO of Facebook. You created Facebook. I don't know. He's freaky. But another person that's really freaky is Elon Musk. Um, yeah. Some really do believe that he is like a reptilian. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But I think he might just be like an alien or not an alien, um, an AI. Like I think Elon Musk is a robot. Oh, 100%. No doubt about it. That's what I'm thinking, too. That's like an alien, a robot, a, He's something. a lizard. I don't know. I could just see him being an AI. And I say that because, I mean, that's not relevant to the theory. I mean, people think he's a reptilian. So that's what I'm talking about today. But he literally named his child XAI12. <laughs> like, that's his son's name. My kid's going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, you're right. In, <laughs> in Princess Leia. First name Princess, middle Leia. Or uh, R2-D2. R2-D2. Yeah, exactly. So maybe they're just robots, little must family, but I think they're all a little bit of a reptilian species. Well, this theory went off with a bang in the late 1990s, early 2000s. It resurfaced in 2013 when Barack Obama was in office. It has a lot to do. It really ties in with like political... Um, 
I think people get hype on like reptilians and lizard talk whenever their party's running for office. Oh, and then yeah. their party loses. Yeah. And then they're like, well, they're a lizard. Yeah. No names. No name calling here. But um, <laughs> um, during a press conference, a video of Barack Obama and his surrounding Secret Service went viral. And the video claimed that the Secret Service had like really odd pointy shaped heads. They didn't look human. They had no hair. They had no eyebrows. And they really resembled like reptilians. And I watched the video and it was kind of freaky. Like huh. they really didn't look human. But Really? Yeah. Then again, it kind of died down until the entire Epstein operation happened because, of course, the Clintons are lizard people, too. Of course. Duh. Um, the most recent part of this conspiracy is when Anthony Quinn Warner exploded an RV in downtown Nashville oh, this yeah. past Christmas morning. Yeah. And this is what really brought it back together. Um, so... Before I talk about this, like, it was a really tragic event. I remember yeah, texting all awful. of our friends, texting about it when it happened. And my thoughts are with those residents that had to experience it. Um, but this man. So traumatic. Yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine. No. We literally had one traumatic event that was not even near this. And it right. still haunts me. Yeah. Anyway, um, this man, 63-year-old Anthony Warner, died during the incident that was deemed by the FBI as a suicide bombing. Four people were injured and it damaged 41 buildings. But prior to the bombing, Anthony Warner sent packages to friends that included letters alleging that lizard people were controlling our world. The packages included several typed pages about conspiracy theories, as well as two USB drives in each package that his friends got. Currently, we are unaware of the detail of the contents inside the packages that he sent, except the fact that lizard people were controlling the world. But I would really love to know what's on the USB drives. I think um, he was a QAnon member, right? So, yeah, I wasn't going to talk about QAnon just because it's so much to talk about. But yeah. the lizard people conspiracy really coincides with QAnon. Yeah, everything that QAnon is. Yeah. Which that may or may not be a thing that we come back to just because. I want to I do it, but it, it would probably have to be like a three-part yeah. episode. It, it would be a three-parter, and it's so like, I mean, you guys know there's a lot of people that really are affected by QAnon right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't know I feel like it's too touchy right now to like maybe talk like because you in know I'm gonna two. make fun of it. And, I mean yeah, but we just have to be <laughs> respectful, you know. Like. Yeah. With that being said, we we are unaware of the detail of the content inside the packages, just that they were saying that lizard people are controlling the world. But what we do know is that Anthony spent a lot of his time obsessing over like the five G conspiracy theories and the nine eleven conspiracy theories. So the fact that this man felt so strongly on the subject. To go do a suicide bombing. I guess I'll just leave it at that. Like right. that. That's how like torn up people get on lizard people. Like they really do, truly, yeah, truly believe it. Yeah, they do. Um. So, what do the lizard people want with our world? From my understanding, people believe that it's more of an obsession with having control over another race, like without us knowing it. Because if you think about it, if something other than humans were controlling humans, it would never, ever happen like it would never end well we would retaliate so it's not necessarily about the money but it's about the power and doing it like unknowingly about the race that you're controlling i guess um but the craziest part about this conspiracy is that a lot of you are already aware of it because like i said i bet you know at least one person in your life that truly believe our world is run by reptilians yeah and i can name a few are you gonna name them if you're listening you know who you are oh yeah like i was like she scrolled down i was like oh shit does she have a list um (laughs) but just know like 
adults really spend their days worrying about like reptilians that are running the world from a from beneath us in tunnels that are like coming up mating with humans and to create a superior alien bloodline like it is kind of hilarious i guess yeah, it is um but I terrifying for them yeah but terrifying because reptilians are said to be one meat eaters and two blood drinkers well oh, good deal kind of makes sense when you really think about it because we all know there is some type of evil elite whatever you want to believe in the illuminati like it's happening it has to be um and that they are in fact tied to child trafficking we that really came to light this past year and and sadistic Mm -hmm. actions with these children so if this group of evil elite are actually lizard people then it all really does make sense like the blood of the pure and the young it's all sadistic but like Mm, they drink blood you know like that's just like i don't know and i think we can all agree that like selling your soul does have some truth in it but maybe like what we're selling our soul to is a lot is an evil that's just like a lot closer than we think yeah um a lot more not even closer it's like more like physical like in person yeah like we're selling it to an evil that like probably looks like you and i yeah so i don't know it is it is weird it's crazy to think about because like you, you you never know yeah kind of thing like i'm not saying that i believe it but also like i believe anything because unless it's proven otherwise and how do you prove something like conspiracy theories you know right. like it's hard to debunk them because then people just come back with a lot more but now i'm rambling like you guys really should have saw me typing this like it was like word vomit i'm like oh well maybe maybe the evil elite the illuminati are actually lizard people and that's why they child traffic and that's why they do this and this and this like i was going crazy trying to get to 1500 words <laughs> yeah trying to get to page seven let me get to page seven here i go here i go i'm digging in i'm digging in deep Our college ticks came back like i was word vomiting anyway um yes lizard fucking people there's my f word the end the end <laughs> i can't talk about it anymore period, period t <laughs> bitch <laughs> i don't know i mean what do you think of it all you know what I think. I think it's some bullshit. Yeah. And then and then I get cracked up because, you know, then I start thinking, I'm like, damn, what if those people are like right and we're all sitting here wrong and that's why they're so obsessed about it. You yeah. know, like. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. I get that's that. How I, that's sometimes. how I feel. Like, I'm like, well, fuck, well, maybe it is real. I don't want to be right. the one that doesn't believe it because right. then it happens. I want to be prepared. I want to be ready. You kind of believe in everything. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, like that's what the point of being like a conspiracy theorist is, is just yeah. like believing and Everything. Like, I mean, it could happen. Yeah. Like, anything could happen, anything which is why it's happen. fun. I think it's fun, I guess. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, guys, that's all I have. Um, <laughs> I knew that you... Do you want to kick my ass? I mean, yeah, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. I hate... I mean... I hate that conspiracy. I know you do. I know <laughs> I'm you've been dreading one. it, but I had to talk about it at some point yeah, because it is a big one, and there's so many people that are like... No, like lizard, like no, like yeah, they're legit. They're like here. Joe Biden's a lizard. I don't know what you're talking people about. People believe that, like people believe in Jesus, like in God. Yeah, and all seriously. That. Yeah, twelve million people have said it. Yeah, it's crazy. That is insane. All right, I'm done for today. Oh right, well I loved it. Uh, and guys, we're gonna have uh, a little bit of an ad time, and we'll be right back. Okay, everybody. So this is gonna be a little bit different for the Asia K ad. Um, Asia K is actually picking up and moving from Knoxville. Sad this bye. is so sad um, because I have been seeing Brie at Asia K for three years now, 
and I don't know how I'm going to live without her, but luckily I have Lexi with Afterlife Lashes that will be taking care of me here in Knoxville, and um, we just wanted to send her off with some amazing vibes. We don't know where she's headed yet, but when she lands there, we'll be sure to let you guys know, so if we have listeners there, you can go get your beautiful lashes done. Yes, thank you for the opportunity of being our first ad. That Love you. so much. You have no idea. It um, was such a big step in our podcasting career yeah and it was fun we it loved fun. reading hk every yes. single time we're like yes. oh shit yes HK. this is it <laughs> um but yeah thank you guys thank so, you brie thank you so much brie make sure you follow her on uh hk salon on instagram and facebook and you can check out her website asiaksalon.com in order to figure out where she lands next and we'll update you guys so if you're there you can go and um this is it. You want to send them off with your line? Happy lashing. All right, Taylor. I know okay. you've been working hard. This one, Show me what you got. So um, this one is a very popular story. So um, I'm going to let you remember what it is throughout the story. And, if, and I'll tell the title at the end. Okay. Uh, just because if I tell you right now, it's not gonna be as fun if you already know everything and you're already judging how I'm doing it. So, oh my god, okay. Yeah. So um, I never judge how you do it. <laughs> First off, okay, maybe okay. other people do. No. So, um, like I was saying, this is very popular, but it's also very, very triggering. So, a major trigger warning throughout this entire thing. We're talking about assault, um, rape, kidnapping, uh, miscarriages, all the things. So. Just this might not be a one for you guys if uh, any of you guys are um, any of these topics are triggering for you. So, all right, okay. I'm going to go ahead and give you my sources, though. I have ABC 2020, ABC News, Wikipedia, Reddit, Crime Museum, CNN, The Guardian, People, Biography, All That's Interesting, and That's Why We Drink podcast, Netflix documentary that I'm not going to give you the name of or you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Newsday, Cleveland.com, New Herald, Daily Mail, and New York Daily News. Um, I'm just going to get started. I'm going to jump right into it, and uh, we're going to go from there. All right. Okay. Let's go. So Michelle Knight was a 21-year-old on August 23, 2002, when she stopped off in, at a Cleveland, Ohio dollar store to ask for directions from the cashier to the courthouse when a man in the line behind her offered to take her there because it was on his way home. Typically, Michelle would have never accepted an offer from a stranger, but she recognized this man. It was her elementary school bus driver and the father of one of her acquaintances from school. She had gone um, to school with this person her whole entire life, and the name of this man is Ariel Castro. So she said yes. They got in the car and headed into town. She said that he needed to he said that he needed to swing by his house first to pick up his daughter, whom of which she knew, um, because she also needed a ride into town. Michelle agreed, and when they got to the house, Castro got out of the car and headed in to get his daughter. He also invited Michelle in to see the new puppies that his dog just had. They walked into the, get to the house together, and Castro shut the door behind her and locked it. He began undressing himself, and Michelle began frantically pleading and begging for him to let her go, showing him a picture of her son, Joey, who she was heading to the court, family court, 
to um, get full custody of. It was a really big day for her. Castro grabbed the photo and ripped it into pieces in front of her. He took Michelle into a room upstairs, tied her and gagged her with a sock. And this is where she would be for the next 11 years. Because of Michelle's background, she was not reported missing by her family for an entire week after her disappearance. And police really just didn't take it seriously. And this is all because at the age of 11, she ran away from an extremely abusive household. She was spotted in a church by a family friend and returned home. At the age of 17, she had her son, Joey, but lost custody of him after her mother's abusive boyfriend broke Joey's leg at the age of three. My God. Castro would come into the room multiple times a day, blare music throughout the entire house, and rape Michelle. It was just Michelle and Castro in a two-story house together until April 21st, 2003, when he found his next victim. This was 16, literally one day away from being 17-year-old Amanda Berry. Amanda was working at a Cleveland Burger King when she, and she was super excited because her birthday was the next day. She was so excited that she actually almost called out of work that day, but she didn't. I would have. I know, right? <laughs> I would have been like, I got I can't come. Um, yeah. But Sorry, this would be something that she regretted for the rest of her life. After her shift, uh, she began her nightly walk home around 8 p.m. when a car pulled up beside her and offered her a ride. Just like Michelle, typically she would have said no, but Amanda knew this man. It was the father of one of her good friends. Their drive was very normal. Castro was super kind, talkative, and even told Amanda that his son actually worked at that same Burger King in the back. When he asked if she wanted to come over and hang out with his daughter for a little bit before he took her home, because like I said, they're really good friends, Amanda said, sure, she would love to. She had no plans for the night, and her birthday was the next day. So they went to Castro's home. When they got in the door, he yelled upstairs, calling his daughter's name. After hearing no response, he told Amanda that she was probably taking a shower and would be out soon. In the meantime, he offered to give her a house tour. They go upstairs when Castro has Amanda look through a hole in a door where the doorknob should be. And what she sees is a woman asleep on a mattress with a TV across the room. They continued the tour when he leads her down into the basement, shutting the door behind them. Castro grabbed Amanda and chained her to a pole, placing a motorcycle helmet on her head and tying her legs and arms together. He tells her to be very quiet and she would be able to go home. He then turns on the TV across the room, turns off the light, and leaves. She began screaming and crying, knowing that she would probably never go home. Amanda was reported missing hours after her abduction, and by the next morning, her mother and sister were on every single news channel with Amanda's photo begging for her to be brought home safely. Amanda watched them on TV as she was tied up in their basement. After four days of being in the basement, Amanda was moved to a bedroom and chained to the radiator. Seven days after Amanda was abducted, in the midst of all the search efforts for her, Amanda's mother receives a phone call, and it was from Amanda's cell phone. But when her mother answers, it was not Amanda. It was Ariel Castro on the other line. He says, I have Mandy. She's okay, and we're married now. Before hanging up, a key word in all of this is that he called her Mandy. This was a family nickname and only close friends knew it, a.k.a. Castro's daughter. 
Like I said, it's only 2003 at this point. So at this time, the FBI had just began developing technology that would allow them to track phone calls. Because it was so new, they were able to have an idea of where the call was made from, but they could not pinpoint the location. Meaning police were literally so close to finding her, searching that exact area that she was in, literally driving by Castro's house daily doing 24-hour surveillance, just waiting for another call to be made. But there was never another call from her phone. Can you just imagine getting a call from your daughter's cell phone and, and a man? And being on the other line. Oh, my God. <sighs> she was in a room the size of a closet with a mattress, a TV, and a bucket to use as a toilet. Castro would dip, empty this bucket daily. She was chained up with a six-foot chain, just allowing her to reach all of the TV, the bucket, and her mattress. They were not allowed to communicate with each other, her and Michelle, um, but they did know that they were both in the same house, but they were not held in the same room. They also were brought two to three meals a day, sometimes snacks, or they were just starved. It was a whole nother year that it was just those two in the house with Castro until the third victim was brought in on April 2nd, 2004. This was 14-year-old Gina De Jesus, who had been hanging out with Castro's youngest daughter, Arlene Castro, after school. Castro had four children, three girls and one son. So the girls called, so that day, Gina and Arlene were hanging out when they called Arlena's mom, and they, I just said Arlena, Arlene's mom, um, and they were like, hey, we want to have a sleepover. Can we come over? Blah, blah, blah. And Arlene said that she had fa- found out that she had family plans that day and wasn't going to be able to have a sleepover. So the girls hugged each other at the school and then went their separate ways walking home. A few minutes go by when Ariel Castro pulls up to the road beside Gina and says, hey, have you seen Arlene? I was coming to pick her up and I can't find her anywhere. Gina's like, yeah, we just were with each other. And Castro was like, well, I can't find her. Do you mind to hop in the car and help me find her? And then I'll just drop you off on my on our way home. She's like, yeah, no problem. She agrees. She gets in the car. And you know the drill by now. He goes mm-hmm. to his house saying that they're looking for Arlene. But guess what? She's not fucking there. Castro then asked Gina to help him move a stereo into his living room and then he would take her home. She agrees, but then gets a sinking feeling in her stomach when Castro begins trimming his nose hairs, mustache, and eyebrows in the mirror as if he was going to be staying in for the night. Gina tells Castro that she's ready to go home now, and he walks over to her and begins to touch her inappropriately. She pulls away from him saying, you can go to jail for this. What are you doing? Stop. Which is when he changes up his game. He's like, okay, whatever. I'll take you home. But we have to go out the back door. Surprise, surprise. There's no back door. The door he leads her out is to the fucking basement. Once in the basement, Castro ties Gina up, but it wasn't tight enough. So she was able to fight back and be free for just a moment. She ran up the stairs when Castro catches up to her, slams her on the ground, and sits on her back, retying her up. He tied her up um, with the motorcycle helmet on and took her to her room. Just like Amanda, Gina was reported missing almost immediately, and search efforts began. 
Because the girls were three years apart each, it seemed as if there was no link between these three missing person cases. Just like what happened with Michelle and Amanda, Gina was raped daily, given a tiny room with only a mattress, a TV, and she was not permitted to speak to the other women. The three women were only allowed out of their rooms to do chores around the house with strict supervision of Castro, and they were not allowed to speak. However, their only connection to the outside world, like I said before, was their TVs. Amanda talks about how she would constantly be watching the Montel Williams show, which was a tabloid talk show from 91 to 08, for those of you who don't know or remember it, because I feel like we have a lot of younger people listening to us, too. And there was this famous psychic named Sylvia Brown who would frequently guest on there. So Amanda's mother, Lawanda Miller, went on the show. Lawanda, I'm sorry, Miller went on the show in 2004. Amanda was so excited and happy for Sylvia Brown to be on the show with her. So she was like, oh my God, my mom's going to find out that I'm here and I'm alive and I'm fighting and where I'm at and like help them. A famous quote that shocked the nation by Sylvia Brown still haunts everybody involved in this case to this day. Sylvia, Sylvia reads Amanda's mom and looks her in the eye and says, she's not alive, honey. And then makes us like, disconnected horribly dry comment about oh i hate when they're in water oh my god yeah oh my god amanda's mother was in pieces on live television that was being streamed across the nation and amanda was fucking watching amanda began screaming and pleading with the universe i'm here i'm alive please i'm here i'm alive Amanda later said that it was the worst pain that she had ever experienced, or so she thought. Because two years later, in March of 2006, Amanda was watching the news when broadcasters announced that her mother had passed away of heart failure. All of Amanda's hope and motivation of ever seeing her family again or the outside world again was completely lost. Until one month later, on her 20th birthday, when she found out that she was pregnant. This was not new to the three girls. In fact, Michelle had gotten pregnant on five different occasions, and due to the amount of abuse, malnutrition, she miscarried each time. Oh, my God. On top of all of that trauma, Castro had gotten Michelle a dog to keep her company in captivity when one day the dog bit him while he was abusing her, and Castro grabbed the dog, trigger warning, trigger Don't warning, trigger me. warming, and broke its neck, killing it instantly. With his own hands. I had my ears clogged. I didn't hear okay, it. Okay, good. On Christmas oh, Day... God. <laughs> on Christmas Day, 2006, Castro rushed into Michelle's room telling her that she had to deliver Amanda's baby. He told her multiple times that if that baby died, he would kill her right then and there like he did her dog. Like they know how to deliver a baby. This was nothing new to Michelle, though, because she had actually been forced by her abusive mother to deliver her little brother. Oh, shit. Yeah. Universe works in mysterious ways. Right. So Michelle delivered Amanda's baby girl. However, she was not breathing. Michelle performed CPR on the little girl and was able to resuscitate her. She was a healthy little girl that Amanda named Jocelyn. Michelle was sent back to her room and chained up. And this is one of the many, many moments that the women were purposefully turned against each other. Michelle was beaten into five miscarriages by... 
I can't even remember his name because I hate him so much. Castro. Um, <laughs> but Amanda wasn't. Why Why didn't Amanda get to have her babies and Michelle couldn't, you know? Right. Gina would get new clothes and get to eat, like, nice food. Like, he would bring her, like, steakhouse food and bring the other ones, like, crackers or, like, nothing. He would bring her new sweaters. And, at you know, like, at the time, like, looking back, it's, like, not a big deal. And, like, to us, it's not a good deal. But you're being denied, like, basic necessities. So anything like that is a huge deal to them, you know? Right. Michelle got a dog, for God's sake, you know, like, and Amanda was only given journals to keep her busy, which she loved. And you, she, uh, there's like many videos that you can read and they have a book that I'll mention in the end, uh, where she talks about in the 21, 2020 documentary was great about talking about her writings and what she wrote about. She like created this like secret code that only she knew, but it was going to be easy enough for investigators to figure out if she was ever killed and that journal was found. And he, she coded like, how many times a day she was raped, on what day it was, how long she had been in captivity, and all this other stuff. Like, she journaled um, – she said that whenever she would get, like, a McDonald's Happy Meal or something or, like, a bag of McDonald's, she would open it up and it would be enough to last her four days to write on the entire bag. Wow. Yeah. So um, – Little Jocelyn ended up bringing all three of the girls closer together because they wanted to fiercely protect her together. She was loved by all three women, and the women would help to normalize their lives for Jocelyn by playing games about going to school, the grocery store, the park, to help teach her that there was more to life than what they were living and try to normalize it so she wouldn't have to process trauma as much as they were going to. Um, they would even tell Jocelyn that their chains were bracelets given by her daddy to them. And Amanda actually asked Castro for teaching books so that way she could educate Jocelyn um, from her tiny closet room. She There is where she taught Jocelyn how to read and write and educated her up into the age um, that she was. Castro was in love with Jocelyn and thankfully would never, ever hurt her. When Jocelyn was three, she asked Castro if he would take off her mommy's bracelets so they could play together. He took off Amanda's chains. This was the first of many times that Castro would let his guard down around Jocelyn for the girls. He would take Jocelyn out into town with him, to the park, and even to the backyard to play. He would even take her to church around everybody. So you know, people are like, what the fuck? Where did this baby come from? And he would say that he got he like knocked up his past girlfriend and she left and never told him and then just sent her the baby which is sad but such a believable story right and oh she would even call his grand his mother grandmother and Castro was daddy to her so they like had this awesome bond like i was just telling you Um, But as I said before, the first time Amanda was let out of her chains was for Jocelyn when Jocelyn was only three years old. So let's fast forward to 2013. Jocelyn is now six. Michelle has been in captivity for 11 years. Amanda has been in for 10 and Gina nine. Castro is very trusting with Amanda for the sake of their daughter. Well, May 6 was no exception. Jocelyn was playing around the house when she went to Amanda's room and told her that she couldn't find daddy. She specifically said, Daddy's car is gone. A wave washed over Amanda, and she thought of every scenario that she could. But all she knew is that her door was open and unlocked. Her chains were off, and Castro was gone for the first time in 10 
years. She went downstairs and confirmed that indeed he was gone. The front door was open, but the glass door had been padlocked shut with an alarm system on it. Amanda was unable to open the door more than a crack enough to stick her arm out. She began screaming and waving her arm out the door when she spotted a man walking by. He stopped, looked at her as she screamed, please help me. I'm Amanda Berry. Please help me. The man kept walking, walking and ignored her because he didn't want to get involved with neighborhood drama. Luckily for her, the neighbor across we the street. We would have been like, oh, me and you, we've been oh like my God. busting that fucking door down. Girl, I don't give a shit if you're yeah. on drugs right now. I'm getting you out of this Let's house. Let's go. Yeah. I know who Amanda Barry is. Yeah, we're going. You're, my name's been in the news every day. I, y'all have a candlelight ceremony for me every year for 10 years. You know who I am. My yeah. mom died. My mom was on the Sylvia Brown whatever yeah. thing. Oh, my God. We would have been on that. Yeah. So, the neighbor notices. His name's Charles. And so, he runs over to her because he knew exactly who Amanda Barry was. He runs over and he kicks the lock off the door from the outside. Amanda was able to kick the door from the inside with her daughter in her arms and run out the door. The man rushes her over to his yard and she uses the, his phone to call 911. I'm going to read you the call and I'm going to talk about it afterwards, but here we go. Cleveland 911. Hello, police, help me. I'm Amanda Barry. You need police, fire, or ambulance? I need police. Okay, and what's going on there? I've been kidnapped and I've been missing for 10 years. I'm here. I'm free now. This goes on for a little bit. She's talking about where she's at. Well, it looks like you're calling me from this place. Why are you there? If you're not, because I'm at a man's house. He just got me out of the front door. Please come quickly. She says, okay, they're on their way right now. I, And then the, the woman said, I mean, sorry. Amanda says, okay, are they on their way right now? I need them now. We're going to send them as soon as we can get a car open. No, I need them now before he gets back. All right, we're sending them now, okay? His name is Ariel Castro. How old is he? 52. Stay with your neighbor. The police are on their way. Now, the controversy about this call is that literally the dispatcher was only looking to fill out the document. They were not listening to what she was saying. I'm Amanda Berry. And it's like the dispatcher had Patrick had no idea who Amanda Berry was. Right. And there's so much controversy. And actually, after this happened, retraining happened for dispatchers across the nation because of this. So they, as soon as they type in a name, it pulls up like missing. Right. Yeah. So um, that's a controversy around that call. And like listening to it is like so, like the whole time you're like, what what the fuck do you mean? Does she need police? It's Amanda Barry. Like right. it's so hard to listen to because you're like screaming at the thing, you know? Yeah. Jeez. So police get there and they surround the house. Amanda tells them that there are two other women inside. Police go into the house searching for them. Michelle and Gina had no idea about what was going on. They thought Amanda was just being beaten like it was another day until Michelle heard them screaming, police, police, where are you at? We're coming to get you. We come to help you. Michelle began screaming, busting down the door, ripping her chain out of the wall. When they got to her, she ran into her their arms and would not let go until they took her outside and took her to the police car. Gina's father would not let go of his daughter and sobbed, thanking the Lord for bringing her back to him. And y'all, the like, I'm getting 
I remember it. No, I, yeah, yeah. I remember the day they were found. Yeah, and like the pictures, like in the live news. I can picture the house. I I, I literally know exactly what it looked like. And I'm just saying, like, I just remember the pictures of like them being with their family again. And it was so, it's so emotional, like, Mm -hmm. to see it. Cause it's like you, it's been 10 years. You have no idea. And God, Amanda not having, you know, her mom. So, um, Michelle actually chose to not be with her family again because the whole reason she even was abducted is because her mom's boyfriend beat her kid. Right. And she was trying to go to court to get her her kid back. Um, But she was also in the worst shape of all of the women. She was beaten the worst, leaving her with nerve damage, vision, and hearing loss, and even required her to have facial reconstructive surgery. Castro was found and arrested that day. He was charged with four counts of kidnapping, three counts of rape on May 8th, 2013. His bail uh, bail was set up at um, $2 million per kidnapping, making it $8 million. He was additionally charged with aggravated murder for intentional induction of the intentional induction of miscarriages in a harmful manner. Attempted murder, assault, um, a charge for each instance of rape, and a kidnapping charge for each day each of the women were held in captivity. On uh, May 14th, Castro pleaded not guilty to all charges um, if indicted for kidnapping and rape. On July 12th, Castro was indicted for 977 counts, 512 counts of kidnapping, 446 counts of rape, Seven of gross uh, sexual imposition, six felony assaults, um, three of three charges of child endangerment, two charges of aggravated murder, and one charge of possession of criminal tools, to which he pleaded not guilty. But he did plead um, guilty on July 26th for 900, 937 of the 977 counts. His sentencing was set for August 1st, and he was sentenced to a consecutive life term uh, plus life terms plus 1,000 years without the possibility of parole and appeal. On September 3rd, 2013, Castro was found hanging by his bed sheets in his prison shell, cell. Fucking ca- coward. Literally, like, whatever. Um, in 2015, Amanda and Gina wrote a book called Hope, a Memoir of Survival in Cleveland. And Michelle kind of distanced herself um, from it, which because, I mean, if you think about like her trauma, yeah. um, but she does have a husband that she lives happily with. However, she was never able to see Joey again, her son, even as of now in 2020. Uh of November 2020, it was still said that she was unable to see him because his adopted family has decided that it'd be best for him if they did not meet. Wow. So that is the Ohio um, kidnapping of Michelle Knight, Gina De Jesus, and Amanda Berry. Wow. You did a great job telling Thank that. Thank you. You really did. No, that was good. Oh my gosh. I just, I, I can't get over how... I just remember it vividly. Everything, about everything it. about it. So I, I went back and like watched a 2020 episode on it, and I was like going through the not Netflix documentary. I didn't watch it. the Netflix documentary. Yeah, well, so 
I had no idea that there was a Netflix documentary, but then I was on, I like watched clips of it from um, YouTube. I think it was. I don't remember where I was. I was watching the clips. Maybe it was even TikTok because I was looking at the case and like the search bar on like Twitter and everything because I was trying to get as much as I could from it. And it was like these images, and I was like, those are not the girls. Like that is not what they look like. It was like from Netflix documentary, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. So then I went through and watched some of the um, clips from you know how people on TikTok will put them on there. Yeah. So I watched that, but it was pretty good. So yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it probably tonight. Yeah. Oh, I just, and there's also a Lifetime movie about so, it. Do you know like what was that? Like, what did his kid? Did they know? No, they had no idea. They didn't live with him. They lived with their mom. Okay. Yeah, and they they like didn't go see him. I don't know what the relationship was, but yeah, I'm assuming it's not good. Yeah. Well, it's good enough to know that they called her Mandy. Apparently. Yeah. And know who her friends were, but... Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. So, I don't know. But I don't know, like, how... I mean, obviously, it's not good now. Um, But, yeah, that's the story. And it's a tough one to listen to. I've cried all day about yeah, it. Yeah, it's so sad. It's I just so, can't. like... It, like, hurts you. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you did a good job telling me. You know me. Thank I you. hate it, but I love it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Well, um, thanks for listening to episode 42. I can't believe it, 42. Oh, my um, God. Here we go. They're going to say, who was it? Valerie? Valerie. Valerie's going to come for us. Um, um, thanks for tuning in. Follow us on You Know What. On everything. And I swear to God, I will eventually get the YouTube fixed. Mm. It, y'all, you don't understand how hard it is to turn all of these sounds that we upload to an iMovie and then give it the same quality and put a picture of it for the entire time. You're right. I don't know. And that's why you are the mastermind behind <laughs> the scenes. That's why I do it. Because <laughs> I don't know any of that shit. Yeah. Can we help you, sir? Special delivery. Special. Okay. Sorry, guys. Logan just showed up at the door with a box with my cat inside of it. This is special delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Yoo-hoo. Big summer blowout. Yoo-hoo. Uh, anyway thanks for tuning in (laughs) we'll be here tomorrow you'll hear us next week we'll probably have some tfus next week um oh my god i was listening to and that's why we drink this episode that they covered i think it's like 204 um but it starts off the title is like a vengeful lady and something else but um but they were on there talking about this like crazy funny thing and they're like okay we're gonna do and that's why we drink after hours on our patreon and i was like so tfus right yeah i was like go sitting there with nikki and i was like that's like a tfu like after hours so i guess whenever we get our patreon up we'll move tfus to our patreon our patreon and it'll be videos so that way they can see us laughing our asses off yeah about whatever the hell we talk about yeah all right guys so that is it for episode 42 thank you so much for tuning in oh, bye bye send everything follow us on everything rate everything review love ya bye bye bye